Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Chris Cass, Season 3, Episode 8. This episode is about a uh, just my riff on a quote that I remember poorly from when I studied uh, political science at George Washington University. The quote was, and this is a misquote, something to the effect of, uh, the American population is completely docile, completely submissive. The only way you could ever rile up uh, the American population is by uh, jacking the price of beer and gas. Now, as we know, beer is the uh, representation of bread. Beer, bread equals food. So, technically speaking, uh if you jack the price of food or you jack the price of gas, America is going to be very unhappy. So that is the topic of my uh, rant slash tirade slash etc. after the break. Welcome back. I think this one's going to be short because I really don't. I think that it's better that if they're short, but that I do them more often. So that's what I'll do. This is Chris Cast, Season 3, Episode 8. This episode is based on a quote that I remember from uh, undergrad at George Washington University when at first I was studying political science. And that is that uh, Americans are completely docile, completely submissive. Uh, unless, until you jack the price, you increase the price, you limit access to, um, if you will, beer and gas. Beer um, is the manifestation of both alcohol and, or drugs and alcohol and, of course, uh, also an uh, analogy uh, for bread, you know, beer is bread, bread is food. So in many cases, the analogy is uh, like any place, right? You, in, in the, you jack the prices of tortillas uh, and beans and rice in Mexico. And that's, I'm not trying to make that, try, that's not a racial thing. For sure, beans, rice, uh, and, and tortillas costing more in Latin America, in many countries of Latin America, can result in, uh, in, in revolution, manifestation, manifestation, can result in uh, distemper, uh, riot, looting, uh, and, and voting, voting. And in the same way that uh, if you infect, effect, affect the price uh, of food in the United States, especially the price or access to beer, because beer is sort of like when you think of America, you think of cars and you think of beer. Uh, while I haven't heard about the price of beer, I have heard about the price of food and I've heard about uh, price increases from the point of view of just in my personal opinion, uh, my personal experience from the owner of a cafe I go to and from the owner of a, of a, of a um, convenience store I, I, I frequent. Uh, 
And both of them have said that the prices in the store have to go up because access to, I mean, this can be blamed on the supply chain, but everything has its uh, secondary effects. And I'll wait till the next section before I go into any kind of crazy conspiracy theory, because it really doesn't need uh, a concept of, uh, of any conspiracy to make people vote against uh, everybody who's in office now, because, you know, the person who's holding, uh, you know, the person who's holding the, uh, the office, who's owning the seat, who's sitting in that particular office is associated with the problems of the day. Uh, you know, whoever's holding the hot potato. And so in many cases, that's going to be uh, senators acting, sitting senators, acting, sitting uh, representatives, acting in sitting mayors, governors, and of course, the president and vice president. My prediction is that uh, it's going to be a bloodbath and that, um, and that the Democrats are going to really suffer from this because there is going to be a tacit association uh, with um, there's going to be a tacit association with, uh, if you will, social engineering. There's going to be a belief amongst people, whether it's from uh, it's whether it's from mainstream media or whether it's from alternative media, or whether it's from disinformation, misinformation, or if you will, social media like Facebook or Twitter or uh, uh, Discord or Telegram or whatnot. There are conversations happening that uh, are being in, that are guiding the interpretation of mainstream media, which some people call the liberal media, to perceive things in certain ways. So, but let's just forget about conspiracy theories. And those conspiracy theories that I'll talk about later have a lot to do with trying to temper uh, a, a temperance movement, if you will. The temperance movement resulted in uh, the, uh, in the, oh, Hey Google, what did the what was the temperance movement? According to Wikipedia, the temperance movement is a social movement against the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Participants in the movement typically criticize alcohol intoxication or promote complete abstinence from alcohol, and its leaders emphasize alcohol's negative effects on people's health, personalities, and family lives. Thank you. Not a problem. So uh, temperance, the temperance movement resulted directly into prohibition, prohibition against alcohol. Alcohol was still consumed, but it was consumed in similar ways to the way marijuana was consumed, uh, before, uh, America really, if you will, chilled out with regards to, uh, not federal, but definitely state and local, uh, support of marijuana or even more, when police officers no longer uh, no longer charge people based on possession or use of marijuana, so it all comes down to whether or not the enforcement is there, no matter what a law is. So that's an aside, but I believe that the conspiracy theory part is that there is a temperance movement with regards to animal proteins. 
There is a temperance movement about that is, instead of alcohol, focused on a temperance movement in suppression, repression. Hey, Google, what is the temperance movement again? The temperature in Arlington currently hey, Google, is 34. What was the temperance movement? According to Wikipedia, the temperance movement is a social movement against the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Participants in the movement typically criticize alcohol intoxication or promote complete abstinence from alcohol, and its leaders emphasize alcohol's negative effects on people's health, personalities, and family lives. Now just replace all the uh, all the alcohol references to uh, beef, to uh, animal protein, to chicken, to turkey. Uh, that in in the case of uh, let me read it to you, but let me read it to you in a way that makes my point. All right, so I'll read it here to you. The, the, the meat or animal protein temperance movement is a social movement against the consumption of meat and animal proteins and meat byproducts. Participants in the anti-animal eating temperance movement typically criticize beef, pork, chicken, and turkey eating or promote complete abstinence from eating animals and its leaders em uh, emphasize eating animals negative effects on people's health personalities and family lives let me add to that the concept of uh, eating animals is terrible for global warming is terrible for climate change is terrible for sustainable growth is um, unethical to the animals, uh, promotes uh, the kind of industrial prison uh, that creates extremely terrible environments for animals. Animals suffer, animals get sick, animals support disease, animals become the bed of disease. Uh, as a result of this disease, animals require antibiotics, and antibiotics make uh, other human antibiotics. Um, they, they, they breed superbugs, um, on and on and on and on and on. So there's, a, there's an anti-animal protein, anti, and it's a mixture of climate change. It's a mixture of sustainability. Uh, it's a mixture of control. It's also a little bit of, if you don't eat meat, you won't realize how expensive things are getting. And uh, at the end of the day, it really does come down to uh, more of a PETA uh, ethical treatment of animals kind of thing, where at the very basis, uh, vegan, all the vegans that I know aren't doing it for health reasons. They're not even doing it for religious reasons. Reasons. All the vegans that I know are doing it for ethical reasons because they they just they just can't even deal with the fact that animals are being killed in the making of this meal. But back to people not being cool with uh, people being completely placid, people being completely domesticated, people being completely docile, or Americans on that hand, until the price of gas goes up, 
or until the price of beer goes up. And in this case, I will include, uh, you know, the, the cost of going out. I will include the cost of going out. I will include the cost of services. Uh, everything that makes people realize how poor they are or how relatively poor they are or how the their work in does not equal quality of life out will make them eventually hit the streets. Uh, most Americans don't care about how Native American people were treated. Most people do not care about how... Um, how enslaved people were treated. Nobody cares really about whether or not uh, these lands were stolen. I think most people believe in many cases this whole concept of to the victors go the spoil or um, uh, the winner takes all. There's even a, a line in ABBA uh, that basically, you know, we, we live in a world where... Um, well, we're evolving, but in the past, into the recent past, um, there are no, everybody doesn't win an award. The winner wins the award, and the loser goes away with his or her tail between his or her legs. But forget about that whole conspiracy theory saying that we're being nudged towards uh, complicity. We're being nudged towards moving away from beef chicken, lamb, goat, uh, it's making me hungry, uh, pig, turkey, pheasant, elk, deer. We're being moved away from that. I didn't even mention fish, uh, shellfish, etc. And that our protein needs are being supplemented over time by meat substitutes, by vegetables, by things from the land uh, that aren't secondary effects like animals, um, such as soy products, such as, um, uh, and they, there's even joke about, you know, enjoying the benefits of protein from biomass. And by biomass, I'm talking about algae and bugs and crickets and ants, uh, you know, etc. cetera, uh, bug protein. And I'm all cool with that. I don't have anything against all any food. I even like processed food and garbage food. But uh, but we're not talking about me. We're talking about the fact that uh, when it affects the family's pocketbook, whether it's uh, access to the road and the freedom associated with being a driver, or whether it's, uh, you know, what's I know that it's glib that I haven't been exploring the concept of the price of gas. But the price of gas is also manifest in the price of, of heating oil, the price of uh, electricity as a result of the price of, of gas. And if this is some sort of uh, uh, nudge attempt to uh, suggest that people, you know, pivot towards uh, solar and wind and nuclear energy, I, I, I don't know if the water in the boiling pot for us frogs is 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 soft enough because don't forget that during the during the the Trump White House we were given 
a for at least three or four years we were given uh, a really weird 1950s experience right all the racism of 1950s all the cheap gas of the 1950s all the uh don't have to watch what i'm saying all the xenophobia all the uh, jingoism, all the gross nationalism of the 1950s. You know, he he literally brought um, uh, brought back America from the 1950s. You know, build uh, not build back better, but um, make America great again. Perens like the 1950s. So during those times, people had lots of job. Lots of relative money, and I'm talking about the voting bloc, not the impoverished Americans. Lots of money, um, way more access to services. I'm appalled. I mean, I live in a garbage building that, 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 that rents apartments on market rate. And I'm appalled how many delivery people I see here all the time uh, delivering food, McDonald's, pizza, etc., 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 etc. Northern Virginia, no matter how impoverished you might be in terms of your savings towards retirement or your just gross uh, cost of, of, uh, of the gross amount of money that you have in your bank account, people were still spending a lot of their money on dining out, eating out, Delivery in, which is in fact, you know, basically the price of anything, uh, depending on the size of your household, plus between 20 and 50% grow, uh, above that. So I agree. I personally love the idea of like a post-war uh, British lifestyle where people uh, tend to their victory gardens and people uh, can't squander on you know caring whether or not something is is grass fed etc everybody was living like a rockefeller uh, over the last uh, 5 10 years um maybe that was in a direct response to the terrible times of post 2008 the uh uh the recession the great recession but there were people who were you know indulging in, in indulgences. Uh, but Americans don't react well to that. Americans don't react to that and can become very defiant. And the de by definition, all of my friends say that uh, Bubba and his conservative friends don't have any spine. They're all talk. They're all lip. They don't have any backbone. They don't do anything. And the reason why they don't do anything is they haven't been triggered. In a world where you're only triggered by one of two or three things, uh, it takes you a long time to be triggered. Uh, the left is triggered by everything. And when you're triggered by everything, you're not really triggered by anything. The right is only triggered by five things, right? And this is uh, in no particular order. One, if you fuck with their guns and ammo uh, and their right to carry them and use them. That's the first one. The second one is, in fact, abortion. Um, the, the, the right really, in fact, considers abortion to be uh, murder. Now, it, it's murder against innocent children. Um, 
conservatives are totally okay with mowing down uh, criminals, right? They're they're totally okay with mowing down criminals, and and they're totally okay with mowing down uh, with with if parents um, are garbage parents and their children die, because that's not innocence anymore. That's in the world. So, uh, you you know, based on that, the only reason that they care about about abortion is because they believe that this is the taking of innocent life. So it's murder. Um, the other one, like I said, is gas or access to, you know, to, to cars, trucks more like, and that kind of vehicle access and the ability to do it. And generally saying that's to do their job. That's to fill their propane tanks. That's to, uh, cut their lawn. I mean, we haven't even talked about water, water or, uh, but I'm going to include in terms of that gas, the price of energy, the price of heating, the price of AC, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, number four is one that I didn't even know, which is, uh, my body, my choice. Now my body, my choice has been co-opted by the right and has nothing to do with, uh, with abortion or um, right to life or, or pro-choice legal access to an abortion um, get your hands off of me i am a woman you're a man stop it this is my i have agency over my body and that has been taken by the right i never knew they would be so uh so interested in not in being defiant against a vaccine and I think that is a secondary effect about a lot of other things. Uh, uh, you know, you will not replace us, that whole um, Nazi slogan thing that happened down in in, uh, in, in uh, North Carolina. Uh, no, in, in, sorry, in, uh, in, in UVA, at UVA. In, um, but, and... Uh, I don't know the final one. What was number five? I can't even think about a number five, but definitely uh, all the buttons are pushed. And I, I don't think like the, the good news in terms of any kind of revolt or any kind of real uh, manifestation or rioting or defiance or revolution with the lowercase r because, you know, the left in terms of BLM and all these things, these are revolutions with lowercase r's. And uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to one star on the, on, on, I was watching a star on TV. And uh, who was it? I don't remember who it was. But what she was saying is um, she admitted basically that for every single day, during the four years that Trump was in office, there was active, 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 active resistance. There was a resistance movement going on during the time of Trump. So there is an active resistance movement going on in the time of Joe Biden. Uh, and because there are more, they're just based on numbers, there are more, there are way more conservatives, people who live conservative lives than activist lives, um, the numbers are showing it. The numbers of Joe Biden are appalling. They're in the 30s. They'll probably get into their 20s. I believe that Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris is even lower. And, uh, 
And of course the, you know, fuck you, Joe Biden, uh, fuck, you know, fuck Joe Biden, um, and the whole Brandon thing is there the, um, the water in the pot holding the conservative Pedro frog is getting hot enough on enough fronts of the five that, uh, Oh, and the meat, right? There's the, uh, the price of food. The fifth thing, uh, the price of beer, right? The reason why they always chose beer is because the concept of the, uh, there's this, Hey Google, what is the concept of salt of the earth? On the website merriam-webster.com, they say, a very good and honest person or group of people, these folks are the salt of the earth. So this concept of salt of the earth uh, are like normal, God-fearing, gun-toting. I guess that's also number five, like the whole God thing, don't get in the way of my God. Don't get in the way of my belief. And another one of those things is the Constitution. But the Constitution has uh, secondary effects to, of course, the Second Amendment, which is don't mess with my guns. And uh, the First Amendment, with, which is, you know, don't mess with my, with my freedom of speech. Uh, don't cancel me. And, you know, of course, the, uh, there's the entire freedom of religion. Uh, do not tread on me. And believe it or not, Based on do not tread on me, if you put two and two together, um, the extreme left, at least the extreme left that isn't pretending to care about the uh, Constitution in order to weaponize it, or the extreme right that, in fact, has a very originalist concept, uh, even though they're projecting, too, onto an originalist interpretation of the Constitution. I do know the right doesn't want to... uh, burn the Constitution and replace it with something new, uh, which I think, from what I've heard in the subnets, uh, is something that the extreme left feels like maybe the uh, the Constitution's time has come. Needs to be rewritten. Uh, so, that's my dump. Um, and And this is all going to cascade poorly. Uh, during the 2022 elections, 2024 elections. I don't know if Trump's going to run again, but if he does, there's a pretty good chance that he'll win. Uh, Or someone like him. I don't know who could replace Donald Trump between now. There would have to be an Obama-Trump. Oh, and... and, and I'm not going to talk about it now, but... uh, well, I'll talk about it in the next one with regards to uh, Joe Biden's terrible, terrible performance. And I will go into a little bit about the super predator and the uh, the crime bill and all the other things that he was responsible for. And that he's pretty much a terrible person uh, in the same way that Kamala Harris is pretty much a terrible person. And Hillary Clinton is pretty much a terrible person. But... He was able to benefit from being uh, Obama's uh, vice president. There was the, if you will, you can't be a terrible person. You can't, you can't have been the kind of person 
who was talking with Hillary Clinton, you know, in the early 1990s about super predators and predation and, and, and crime waves and, and, and unreformable young black men. You can't be that person and also be the vice president of the first black president. So he went through recuperation, but there are still people with lots of memories about him. And uh, there are a lot of people who still don't trust him. He's never become everybody's Uncle Joe. Uh, on that note, in a very real way, my uh, convenience store owner and my, uh, my coffee shop slash lunch place owner are a feel, they feel terrible. They're constantly telling me, Chris, Chris, I can't get a hold of, I, I mean, it, it, it's a combination of logistics, of deliverables, of pandemic uh, problems, of, of supply chain, uh, but it also has to do with at least perceived inflation issues. It has to do with perceived uh, uh, problems with um with supply chains associated with, uh, if you will, at the end of the day, as he says, trying to come up with time to think of what he was going to say of what people perceive as, as, as inflation. Um, I'm not even going to go into build back better or infrastructure bill or whatever. I, I believe that, I believe that the country needs a, uh, a remod. It needs to be, refurbed it needs to be brought back up to code so uh even if that needs to be 80 percent pork uh hopefully that 20 percent will keep the bridges going a little bit longer and i believe that uh while the left really decries and hates the fact that more and more people are having direct access to the internet which enables them to spew disinformation and misinformation I do believe that uh, one of the most shameful things in America is that there's still a digital divide. Uh, all children should have unfettered access to the internet. All children should have at least a dumb terminal or a tablet or a computer or some sort of access to the internet. I believe that the entire country should have had uh, the French-based Minitel uh, for the last 40 years. Hey Google, what is, what was the French Minitel? Here's a summary from the website en.wikipedia.org. The Minitel was a videotext online service accessible through telephone lines and was the world's most successful online service prior to the World Wide Web. In February 2009, France Telecom indicated the Minitel network still had 10 million monthly connections. Hey Google, when was the Minitel introduced to France? 1982. On the website bbc.com, they say, as well as being a technological project, it was political, says Karen Lefebvre of France Telecom. The aim was to computerize French society and ensure France's technological independence. Rolled out experimentally in Brittany, Minitel went national in 1982, offering the telephone directory and not much else. But 
at the end of the day, it gave uh, proto access um, around the country. I know France is. Uh... Hey Google, how big is France in comparison to the United States? I found a table on the website Nation Master that probably has your answer. France is uh, half a million square kilometers, and the United States has nine point one six million square kilometers. That would be 210,000 square miles in France and 3.8 million square miles in the United States. So uh, getting over the uh, digital divide hump is much more formidable, formidable than, uh, than not. All right, that was my dump for today. I will flush the toilet now and move on to the context segment. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Chris Cass, Season 2, Episode 8. And we'll go through the, the numbers now. Uh, in French, eight is wheat, 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 H-U-I-T. In German, it's uh, uh, oct, oct. And in Spanish, it's ocho. And that's all I know, Cho, at the moment. Uh, and we'll move on from there. My name is Chris Abraham, Season 3, Episode 8. Uh, this home base for this podcast is on anchor.fm slash Chris Abraham. You can reach me at Chris at Abraham.su or Chris at Chris Abraham.com. My home base HQ is Chris Abraham.com on Facebook. I am Chris Abraham on Google. I am Chris Abraham on YouTube. I'm Chris Abraham on Instagram. I'm Chris Abraham on the Google development Developer Network, I'm Chris Abraham. On, uh, comment dire? You can use my phone number, plus one, two, oh, two, three, five, two, five, zero, five, one. And that will actually connect you to me on Signal, on text, on voice, on Telegram, on WhatsApp, uh, and probably a bunch of other things. I think that's it. On TikTok, I am uh, Christopher Abraham. On uh, Snapchat, what the hell am I on Snapchat? I think I'm Chris, Chris J. Abraham. I don't know. Oh, I'm Abraham Chris J. There you go. And uh, that's it, I think. And I really enjoy that you're here. Let me play this. I haven't played this in a while. Hey, Google, can you play Welcome Back, Carter? I don't know, but I found these results on search. Here we go. 
is going to be fun. It looks like Welcome Back. Cotta can't Customize be played on any apps you have installed. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Food of coffee, Well, that was tragic. What a dastardly episode today. You get to listen to all the foibles and all the mistakes and all the overcorrections, and yet you still are here. And for that, I love you. Have a great, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you soon. Wheat, wheat, ocho, ocho, oct, oct.